What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's Word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. What's up, ladies? Welcome back. Hey, ladies. Welcome back. We are here. Season five is jumping off. Mm-hmm. And we are excited because we are in the book of First John today. Listen, if you have not, number one, if you have not read First John, mm-hmm. just stop what you're doing. Just don't even hit pause. Hit, hit pause. Don't even hit pause. Stop. <laughs> hit the stop button and go read First John three times. Y'all know how we rocks and mm-hmm. roll. But listen, we are excited to be going through these letters, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. And if you have not um, downloaded the free study guide for Complete Joy, this series, we're inviting you to do that. The way that we're framing this conversation um, Every week is going to be through Mm -hmm. that lens. So running parallel to the guide, running parallel to the guide, because we want you guys to use it and walking hand in hand with you. Mm -hmm. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. Okay, Leah is here today. It's a whole communal. It's going to be a whole just community experience. Leah is here in all of her beautiful glory (laughs) with her church (laughs) earrings. She's got the steeple earrings on. She's ready for a recording day. Okay, I have my glory wig on because I'm just trying to make it make it through the rest of my uh, final trimester of pregnancy. Oh my gosh. And okay, but you're also pregnant and I'm also rocking a broken wrist, okay? She is rocking so a broken wrist. I have my earrings, but that's to offset the cast. Okay. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. It's a beautiful day and we are going to jump right in. And really before we start talking about the chapters, we really like to land on an overview. So Leah, get us started with our first John overview and um, get us going around this introduction. What are we going to be seeing? What is first John? Talk to us about it. Yeah, I love, I mean, I hope you guys can appreciate the fact that we're like, going to start this out by giving you more of like first john the vibe before we dig into like the chapters right so like right. this episode could also be called first john the vibe the vibe okay <laughs> what is the vibe of first john um first of all it's like so john the disciple not john the baptist okay those two different people john the baptist is is rest in peace folks. john the baptist Beheaded. Was beheaded halfway through the gospel narrative. So he clearly could not have written this letter after the gospel. Um, but I, I remember being like a little bit confused about mm-hmm. like, wait, how did mm-hmm. he die? And he wrote, okay, because it's, it's two different people. Yes. Okay, so this is John, the beloved disciple, one of Jesus' closest disciples, um, who wrote this letter, First John, as a letter of instruction um, it, to the church, as a letter of... Um, encouragement and also as like an apologetic sort of like defense of the faith so he outlines throughout the book like 
ways that we can know for sure, right? There's this phrase, this is how we know. This mm-hmm. is how we know. If there's this uh, encouragement and also defense of what is true about the gospel mm-hmm. in order to encourage the churches across the area, right? Yeah, and this, and this John, the disciple, he has also written the gospel according to John. Mm-hmm. And then he is also the same John who writes... Um, the um, apocalyptic book at the end um, of Revelation. Okay, so he's 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 pretty he's he's got an arsenal of of writing skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Leah, you talked about this component of him writing this letter as an instruction, but also as an apologetic. And you're going to be seeing these two dichotomies that are focused yeah. on. In this letter, right, you're going to see the things of the God, things of God versus the things of the world, and then you're going to see, you, and, and it plays out in the same type of language, right? Mm-hmm. Things of God versus things of the world, light versus darkness, mm-hmm. truth versus error, Christ versus Antichrist. Yeah. But at the core of it, he is trying to allow us to see that those who are professing the name of Jesus mm-hmm. um, operate not in the things of this world, right. but in another kingdom, yeah. the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so, yeah. Leah, talk to us about who these key players are in First John. Yeah, so, I mean, John, the author, right? And then uh, it's, it's a letter written and was intended to be circulated to churches around Ephesus or Asia Minor. Yeah. And so this the audience was like a pretty wide audience, right? And so that's why it falls into this category of general epistle. It's general encouragements to a general audience, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is uh, you know these churches in Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we know that that's his audience. We know this who's writing, and we know like right the the category of this is a letter. It's a, a general epistle, right? So it's written to somebody in a specific context in this mm-hmm. case is written to a lot of somebody's but still in a in a more like broad context yeah. not like super specific but yeah. just broad in the sense of like it was a certain place it was a certain time it was a certain instruction yeah. it was a certain encouragement i love that you also caught that there are two different types of letters right mm-hmm. um right before we hit record talk to the ladies about that real quick yeah if you don't mind right since you're talking so, about yeah. So if you want to nerd out, right, like there's a there are general epistles and there are pastoral epistles. And um, in looking at this, it's like probably the, the easiest way to explain the difference is a general epistle is written to a group with encouragements in mind about the life of the believer in the church. Right. Whereas a pastoral epistle is written to a leader of a church specifically about the operations of church life, right? So structure, mm-hmm. uh, teaching, mm-hmm. um, officers, discipline, like mm-hmm. those sorts of things that mm-hmm. like are sort of like the gears of, of church mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, in, what makes the church the Yeah, church. the structure of the church rather than the life of the church, which is, you know, fellowship and um, walking in the light and these things that, that make us exist together as believers and both inwardly with each other and then outwardly towards the watching world. Mm -hmm. And those are addressed more um, in these general epistles. So, yeah. So you talk about this taking place in second century and it is nearing the end of John's life. So what's the vibe? And the vibe is that he is 
your granddaddy or your or the vibe of your right. granddaddy uh-huh. sitting on the porch uh-huh. um, in the southern states because I, I prefer okay. you know up north people Why don't sit on the porch I'm gonna blow y'all still up sit on the porch. okay I'm southern it's sitting on the Have porch you ever been to Pittsburgh? With a, okay. they got porches in Pittsburgh okay sitting on the porch with some sweet tea and talking about yeah. the essentials what matters about the truth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so he's giving these um, instructions. And that's what you're thinking of. You're thinking about, about sitting with your grandparents. And so for he's a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be able to hear that tone come across in his language as well. Yeah. And then, he, like you said, Leah, he's writing this around the areas of Ephesus mm-hmm. uh, and Asia Minor. And, and, and John is really imitating... Uh, not another quote-unquote disciple, but he is imitating his own personal teacher, Mm -hmm. Jesus himself. He's writing this letter to believers throughout the church around Ephesus. And then he is... Which is like, so he's he's imitating Jesus and he does, I I think personally, I just got to interject this, like he does it in a way that is so compelling because he spent so much time with Jesus, right? Yes, yes. He was in that intimate circle. Yeah. He was saturated with that. And so in his teaching and sort of reflecting like in this way at the end of his life, he does it in a way that really does reflect Jesus. Yeah, and one one of the ways that we really wanted to highlight that especially as you're growing in um, loving God through knowing God in his word, particularly with the complete joy study guide, which is why we're encouraging you to use it. We talk about in the listen portion, are there other passages of scripture that point us to uh, what we're seeing in the chapter text? Mm -hmm. And so what Leah is saying around um, John actually being there, how do we know that he has, uh, and he's imitating the teacher Jesus, but also how he's writing is with the heart of Mm -hmm. Jesus, our good shepherd. How do we know that? Mm -hmm. Because we have the gospel of John (laughs) and John um, makes it very clear. And we're able to hear how he is writing and how he follows the example Mm -hmm. of Jesus as the teacher. And so, um, yeah, we're going to be, as you're digging through uh, these chapters, you'll be able to go back to John. And I, Leah and I, so many times as we were working through each chapter, we were like, oh, this reminds us of this verse in John. Or this reminds us when he's writing this, keeping in mind that he's writing to these churches around Ephesus. Well, this makes sense in Ephesians when Paul is writing this letter. It's just right. so many things and yeah. you guys are going to be able to see that. And so one of the things that we really see as well from First John is that even though these churches, we know that these churches are all around Ephesus, there may be regional differences, but there is doctrinal unity. Mm-hmm. And John writes with that pen and lens mm-hmm. and heart. He's saying, listen, you should be able to go to any church around Ephesus And even though there may be regional differences, Mm -hmm. like you may have a Baptist, you may have a Presbyterian, (laughs) you may have, okay, we know, we know, we know, we know the denominations are way better. But ultimately what he's saying is what you will 
you must see mm-hmm. all throughout every single church that you you can go to a Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. It it better be doctrinal unity. Mm-hmm. You better see the truth made known very clearly, mm-hmm. the essential of the centrality of Jesus and the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And so regional differences, but doctrinal unity. Mm-hmm. Leah, do you have anything else to add to that? No, I'm, bars, bars. <laughs> <laughs> which we're so excited about because... Uh, we, Leah and I, we don't talk about this a lot, but even though we met together, Leah and I go to different denominational mm-hmm. churches, but we see the beauty of this, that yeah. even though there are contextual differences denominationally, um, that the doctrine is, is unified. And yeah. that's what's so beautiful. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. And then we see John's tone and language throughout the letter is, like we said, one of a shepherd. You're going to hear the language of love and compassion and um, a shepherd like Psalm 23. I mean, like some of his tone just took me back to Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. And then this beauty of friendship. And he's, he, you're going to see over and over, dear friend, my friends, mm-hmm. my beloved, you know, there's this, there's this just uh, tender tone as a shepherd. And then, yeah. Leah, you have got to talk about okay, so, the uncracking well, of the circular. I know. The circular. Well, I mean, we're talking about how much we enjoy, I mean, delight in this book, like, which I, I do. I we do. have I really found do. a great affection there for this book. There is a great affection for it. But oh, my goodness. Can I keep it 100? Can I keep it keep a buck it on the mic baby. right now? Keep it 100, baby girl. And you can testify to this too, Toshiba, because when we first started reading through First John. Yes, ma'am. Like, I was like, this is low-key confusing. Like, <laughs> You were like, what is John trying to say? He is all it over the place. It felt like you were just, like, reading in circles, uh-huh. right? And so I actually, like, let, so let this be an encouragement to you if you're listening and you're like, but I don't get it. Like, okay, that's okay. We're together in that. That's a very common experience. <laughs> don't panic. Uh-huh. It's going to be okay. Right. But what when, do you mean by he's yeah, writing circular? It's just, so, so give he's the contrast. Not, yeah. Like so Paul. He, yeah. He's not like, like, well, so this is how I felt. I felt like it yeah. was Paul's very, Paul's like a lawyer, right? Like he's very linear, very logical. Like he's building Systemic. this argument mm-hmm. that feels like you're climbing up a set of stairs to get to the top of it mm-hmm. and you can see it and then you climb back down, right? Mm-hmm. John, like we said, is like your grandpa sitting on the porch and he's telling the story and then he gets to one part of the story, which actually brings him back to his point that he was saying at the beginning. And then he goes back around one more again. He does, girl. He does. So it's like, it it is, it's sort of like this more like, uh, it is like a shepherdy or like a story, storytelling vibe yes. or whatever. But not, not, it's conversation. not stories. Right. But it, yeah, it's like conversational. Yeah. Yeah. So it does feel very circular. 
Um, because he's like, this is love and this is love and this is what we're doing. This is what it leads to because this is love. And you're like, well, we were just talking about that. How are we talking about that again? It make it make sense. But in, he our, does, in, our, in our 2022 <laughs> era, when we're reading this letter, we're like, get to the point, granddaddy. Yeah. Get to the point, oh granddaddy John. But, but really... Respect your elders. Respect okay. your elders, number one. And number two is... No, John knows exactly mm-hmm. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's going circular because he's like, these are the essentials yeah. Yeah. of what makes God's church, mm-hmm. his church through his son, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And if you don't have these basics yeah. down, yeah. you ain't. <laughs> and, and, he, and like in this way of saying like all of this Everything I'm talking about will relate back to it, this core, to these core, core central things, these right? Core truths, and so yep. there is a uh, like intentionality with that. And even though it can be sometimes confusing to like a reader or a listener, right? You're like, okay, go through it several times and really find those core things, mm-hmm. and then you see why he's circling back to them, mm-hmm. and it begins to sort of, you're, you can kind of piece it together. Yeah, so. you, you begin to Be see that. sisters. Yeah. It's not, it's you can begin to see. not insurmountable. We can do this. Yeah, you can begin to see the threads very clearly, and I think that's why it's so imperative when you're reading a text mm-hmm. to read all the way through yeah. and read it three, four times. I mean, we've been reading this yeah. for a long time to the point like, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, it's you see the threads yeah. and you're like, oh my goodness, this goes back to what he was saying right. here, and right. you know, um, so, so and and like I said, it, it kind of is this uh, circular, circular motion. conversational mm-hmm. motion, but it's all centered around sort of the ooey gooey truth at the middle, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. even with that, Tashiba, like, take us to like, what is our yeah? What are our key what is verses? The, what are, what is the key verse or the key verses? This really, we could say, like, this is the center of these circles that John is talking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for um, First John, we see this sort of, like, key verse in First John 2, 5 through 6. And it says, but whoever keeps his word truly in him, the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. And who is he? He being Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we, you're going to be able to see these two verses really fleshed out throughout all of the chapters, a little bit of each of these components yeah. of these two verses. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're excited about how man, how God has just sort of um, revealed this to us. And um, and especially in a time, Leah, I have to say this particularly um, but because we're talking about the key verses, but particularly in this time mm-hmm. when there is just such a hyper-focus yeah. on the error and the sin of the church yeah. that right. it, it almost can lean you towards a bend of it is skepticism people towards the bend of skepticism a lack of trust Mm -hmm. doubt of is god really who he says he is Mm -hmm. and and can i experience him in church and can i experience god through the mm-hmm. through the local life, body, through the life through, of the local church, through yeah. the life of the local church, yeah. or through the capital T, capital C, mm-hmm. and so um, the answer is yes. 
And John writes this letter to us, which that's why we're like, man, this is so precious and rich and a treasure right now in the space of what we are experiencing as American Christians, Mm -hmm. as American Christians. That's good. That's good for us to remember. It's good for us to remember that uh, and to search for the ways that the Lord is drawing us closer to his people mm-hmm. in this experience, this collective experience of being in the body of Christ yeah. through really like a deep dive of this book. Like what yeah. is it telling us? What true things are there that can help us combat the lies um, that come with skepticism, yes. right? Or the lies that come with um, yes. some of that like distrust of the church and the yes. experience there. What can we, how can we rework maybe even our yes. experience in those, in those spaces yes. by leaning into what, what um, John is saying, like is truly evident in a church, truly uh, characteristic of the life of believers together. And so, Absolutely. And so, also yeah. being able to not just talk about the life of the believers, but because this letter is written by someone who is an apostle, mm-hmm. he is a leader of um, the the church, and he's writing with yeah. such this posture. It it can allow us to also begin to look into a window mm-hmm. of of what our pastor, what our shepherds, Honey. what our elders, yes. uh, uh, leaders in the local church should be reflecting yeah. the posture yeah. of their hearts and and how it's revealed oh in the day-to-day gosh. rhythms That's of the That's so church. good. That's so good. <laughs> I get so amped about that because we were so amped about it the other day of like, oh my gosh, I'm so encouraged. Like, mm. we are in very different churches, Toshiba, yes. but like, we see this consistency of our local pastors yes. and like, so encouraged. I had to shoot a, a note to my pastor yesterday. I like, I was just reading first. John, I was like, John is legit as a pastor shepherd and I just I gotta really like, encourage you. Like, I know. I see this in you. And so that's I, encouraging. You can same. you can look for those things. You can look for those and things. look for leaders that really reflect the way that John is shepherding uh, his people. So. Yes. So talk to us about these repeated words. Yeah. So if you're new to Bible study, like really this in depth, like this is one of the tools that can help um, you understand what's happening in the book and that's mm-hmm. finding these repeated words. So mm-hmm. some of those that are consistent through First John are light, beginning dark and darkness, fellowship, he says this over and over again, mm-hmm. joy, um, his commands or the mm-hmm. commands, uh, love, obviously, and then what is right and righteous and righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. So those those words are going to be so repeated that they point yeah. to yeah. Um, what is important in this letter. Yeah, and when, you're, when we're studying through this general letter, th- you can't have a letter to people without being able to understand the orchestrator of those people and how um, God's church is to be a reflection of God himself and his mm-hmm. triuneness. And I love that we're going to be able to see the whole story of Scripture. We're going to be able to see the Trinity mm-hmm. in First uh, John. And so in First John, we see these attributes of God where God is faithful, mm-hmm. righteous. We're going to see the Son of God and Jesus and how Jesus is embodying these things as well. And then the Spirit mm-hmm. is here in First John. And so these attributes of faithfulness and being righteous and 
the son of God and God being love, like all these attributes yeah. are going to be clearly uh, seen as we're going through the text. And so we want you to, to, to be a bit of an investigator and say, like, man, where do we see these where attributes see seen, yeah, yeah. seen in the see text? It? Where do you see the, the attributes and then where do you see these themes as well? So yeah, yeah, as yeah. we talk through the themes, uh, we trust that you're going to see uh, this theme of joy fulfilled, of walking in the light walking in darkness and sort of like mm-hmm. we talked about those um, mm-hmm. those dichotomies those juxtapositions between mm-hmm. walking in light and darkness mm-hmm. walking in love and obedience knowing the truth mm-hmm. again like this is this is in many ways mm-hmm. his him offering an apologetic for mm-hmm. for the believers um, and knowing that the command is love so those themes we we hope and pray that you will see highlighted throughout absolutely um, and then just to like close this out to you but like what would be sort of if you are saying I I read First John and I'm walking away inspired to what? What would that be? Yeah, it would be walking in the truth. Mm-hmm. Walking in the truth, and the truth is completely and totally encompassing in the in the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Knowing that He was there in the beginning with the Father, knowing that um, life is found in him and that we have an eternal hope in that. Yeah. And, and knowing that the, the invitation for his church is to walk in the truth. If we're walking in the truth, mm-hmm. then the, the offshoot of those things, the outpouring of that is going to be that we're going to be able to walk in love with others and then we're going to be able to be rooted in real, authentic, genuine, deep relationships, yeah. not just with each other as brothers and sisters in mm-hmm. Christ, but as um, even with our shepherds in the local church mm-hmm. um, and, and people who we are not just doing day-to-day life with. Yeah. Because what unites us yeah. is the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, the mm. truth. Mm. I love it. Let's pray. <laughs> Lord Jesus, thank you for um, being alive to us. Thank you for mm-hmm. your resurrection power you. and your spirit that enables us to see your word, to understand it, mm-hmm. uh, that it would transform us. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for this letter uh, that is supposed to be an encouragement, not only to those people, but to us today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can use it to guide That's us into right. Uh, an abundant life, not only with you, but in fellowship with others and in the context of a group of believers uh, that we can live this out together. So guide us in this. Thank you for it. Uh, In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, ladies.